Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Valley sports fans, shut up, Jared. Shut up, I got this. <laughs> Good morning, Valley sports fans. What is happening? Is that the earliest show Happy. that Jared we ever had? You know what's funny is you pointed out these two buttons here the other day that have to be up. I was fixating on them, and I didn't even turn on the one I have to turn on. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leave it up. Yeah. Remember when the uh, the phone just kept getting. Moved in the studio. Yeah, and I, I, do had, remember I had that. to put a sign on it. It's like stop moving the phone. That's what you need. Stop messing with my board. Right. Exactly. Yes. Hands off. Passive aggressive people signs like, work. Yeah, right. Because I do not know what's. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'm about to leave one of those passive aggressive signs in here. Minus the passive. Someone. <laughs> That I share this booth with is the best. left a whole ass jar of salsa in here. Oh, come Open, on. Open, by the way. Open. Come on. I don't know if you know this, Sarah. We work with slobs. I do. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know if you I know do. this. You only work with one other person that works in that booth. I know. I just didn't name him. Right. You can put the pieces together, people. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Uh, so good morning, everybody. We're going to have a fun Thursday. I'm going to get this out of the way right away. I am a yes. very, very humbled. Oh. Humbled. Dan Bickley, let me. Uh, you're coming in with some kind of colored blazer today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me give you the quick highlight. So I'm playing in the WM Phoenix Open Scramble yesterday, and I was um, I was honored enough to play in Group One, which means you're starting on the first tee, which means you're getting the the full real experience. Because yeah. you know, you play a scramble, you start all over different parts on the golf course. I had bought a new driver for myself for Christmas. I was unveiling it yesterday. I get on the T-Box, very first shot, crush the ball with my brand new driver. And I'm thinking, all right, it's uh, it's, it's still on, it's still on. Who's playing for second? It's still on. We get to my ball because we're playing my ball because it was the best in the group. And my new buddy, Scott Passmore, Passmore cozies his approach shot to about four feet. We make the birdie on number one. We're one under. And I'm thinking... I got this game. Saying, from kiss there, my jeans. From there, from there, it 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 didn't go off a cliff. It flew off a cliff. Thelma oh, oh, no. Louise style. Yes. Yes. Golf With you sucks. and Scott Passmore holding hands. Forget everything I've told you, folks. Golf sucks. So, Don't play it. Forget was, everything I've told you. But this was also, this was a best ball format. It was. So it, it couldn't have been all you that, that tipped down the team. No, no. The team didn't do that poorly. But for me and my ramped up, um, over-exaggerated expectations, uh, you know. So where did you guys finish? 
We we I don't know. We we finished four under for the day. Not bad. We weren't bad collectively as a group. Gotcha. But but me, eh, ugh, ugh. Did you use more than that first ball? <laughs> yeah. No, I, no. again, it was just there were just a lot of th- – I just was struggling to get the ball airborne. It was just one of those days – golf swings, and you know this, are so intricate. A little tiny thing can go wrong, oh. and, it can, and it can make you not even get the ball off the ground anymore. And it's a little stupid thing. We talked about this. I took one lesson, an hour-long lesson – and what I learned about the golf swing in that one hour, mm-hmm. I knew absolutely nothing about it. Yeah, I was like, I can, I can step up and, yeah. and hit the ball, not look terribly dumb doing it. Yeah. But what I learned in that hour, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I couldn't even. Like, no, what I, know. I What I knew about uh, uh, golf would fit in a thimble. All right, but I do have some uh, some interesting tidbits about the upcoming WM Phoenix Open. I'll share them with you later for the people who like to go to the tournament stuff that you're going to want to know. Mm. Right. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, here's the other thing, too. No offense, but the group behind me, they were doing fireball shots the whole day. And I'm in the midst of this dry January, and I cannot wait to get back to destroying myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking back at these guys behind me, and they're just, yeah, Dick, it's, did they, yeah. And did they finish better than you guys? <laughs> no. By the end, they, they didn't care about the golf. <laughs> I they didn't care about the golf. Ease your way into it. Dry fortnight. You got two more days to go. <laughs> and then you get like back it. to destroying Oh, man. P- peel, minimize and peel back the goals a bit? Do it. I like it. Start the show, Jarrett. Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. According to reports, the Arizona Cardinals received permission to speak to New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton about the team's head coaching vacancy. Cardinals, one of three teams with reported interest in speaking with and eventually interviewing Peyton, the Denver Broncos and Houston Texans being the others. Peyton stepped away from coaching following the 2021 season. He's got two years remaining on his New Orleans contract. So, yes, as we've talked about, if uh, any team hires Peyton, they would owe the Saints some sort of trade compensation. 15 years with the Saints as the head coach, 152 and 89, nine playoff appearances, and of course, a Super Bowl title in the 2009 series, uh, season. January 17th is the earliest uh, the Cardinals or any team could formally interview him. So at least one box checked in this yeah. whole process. Yeah. Did you? And you saw the thing about how apparently five teams talked to him and three teams have reached the second round. Yep. I, I'm like, what are we playing here? Is this a? Is this an episode of Chopped? Hack <laughs> <laughs> <Pack> your knives. <laughs> right. 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 You have been right. voted off the yeah, island. That's right. <laughs> Adam Peters, the assistant GM of the San Francisco 49ers, who was on the Cardinals interview request list, denied that request, citing his focus on the upcoming playoffs. Peters also denied a request from the Tennessee Titans. So we'll see what that means moving forward. Bill Safety, DeMar Hamlin, released from Buffalo General Medical Center just nine days after collapsing on the field and suffering cardiac arrest during uh, Buffalo's Week 17 Monday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Dr. Jamie Nadler said in a statement issued by the Bills, quote, we are confident that DeMar can be safely discharged to continue his rehabilitation at home and with the Bills. 
unbelievable news. Great news for DeMar oh, Hamlin. Yeah, listen, and we all lived this story, and you know, for for two days we were all like literally on no, well, not literally, figuratively on pins and needles. That would be bad to be literally on pins and needles, it would wouldn't be. it? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and for it to be here, I, it's just, you know, thank God for this. Yeah. Seriously, it is just such a great break. Uh, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa officially ruled out for Miami's wild card matchup against the Bills. It'll be Skylar Thompson, a seventh-round pick out of Kansas State, who did start two regular season games for the Dolphins. He'll be at the helm. Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson not present during the open portion of Ravens practice on Wednesday. He remains a major question mark for a playoff matchup against Cincinnati on Sunday. Jackson has not been on the field since December 4th. His backup, Tyler Huntley, still not throwing in practice, and if he or Jackson can't go, Baltimore would be pressed into starting third string Anthony Brown, an undrafted rookie out of Oregon. Feel for your Ravens fans. Yeah. We've been there. Ryan Lindley. Uh, Nothing the worse. The Suns looked very much like a depleted team on the second night of a back-to-back against a really good team, playing at altitude. <laughs> yeah, they get a mulligan for one, last one, night. 126-97 loss to the Denver Nuggets at Ball Arena. Nikola Jokic, 21 points, 18 Rebounds, nine assists. Bones Highland hit five three-pointers off the bench. He had 21 himself. Torrey Craig led the Suns with 16. The road trip continues for the boys in purple or whatever color they're wearing tomorrow night in Minnesota against the uh, Timberwolves. Suns did sign uh, point guard Saban Lee to a 10-day contract on Wednesday. He was with the Suns in the preseason before getting cut. Uh, he actually played 15 minutes last night and had eight points off the bench. All four Division One programs in the state are in action on the hardwood tonight. ASU is in Eugene to face the Oregon Ducks at Matthew Knight Arena. Devils 13-3 and coming off a sweep of the Washington schools. That game gets underway at 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app in 98.7. Ninth-ranked Arizona Wildcats are in Corvallis to face the Beavers of Oregon State at 9. GCU hosting UT Arlington at 7 and NAU on the road to Portland State in Big Sky play. Here's something you don't see every day. The ASU women's basketball team doesn't have enough healthy players so they're forfeiting both of their road games this weekend at Utah and Colorado. Pac-12 says teams need a minimum of seven scholarship athletes. And the Sun Devils don't have that, so they're just... Yeah. That's brutal. I don't think I've games. ever heard what? of that in, yeah. other than in the COVID year. Yes. Right, and yeah. we were told it's it's not an illness thing. It's They're just that injured. Yeah. Why would there be a rule that you have to have X amount of scholarship athletes? Why wouldn't they I just... Mean, why, couldn't they pick up the phone and call Sarah and say, Sarah, come on, we need a shooting guard tonight. Sarah's got some size on her. Why wouldn't? Well, no, I meant height. height. What did you just say? I meant what height. What did you just say, Jared? She's got some heft. Uh, come yeah. on, her husband's the one with the cake, Jared. <laughs> Sarah's got a sturdy. Box him out, baby. A, a sturdy, low center of gravity, Jared, Sarah. Sarah. No. You want to ask what? Sarah how old she yeah. is and how much she weighs? <laughs> Count the wrinkles on your face, Sarah. What? No, I am tired. Get no, back to me. What I don't understand is why, even if they're injured, can't they just dress them? That's like why? Right. I, I, what just so they don't rule. have to forfeit. That's yeah. brutal. That's br- that is brutal. Yeah. Coyotes trying to snap their six-game uh, losing streak tonight against the Ottawa Senators at Mullet Arena. Ottawa starting a three-game road trip in 18, 19, and 3 as they come in, but they've lost their last two. Puck drops at 7. Pre-game coverage at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. D-backs uh, made the official, uh, the signing of Zach Davies official. He's coming back. The right-hander is back on a one-year deal after a 2022 season in which he won two games and posted a 409 ERA and 27 starts to make room. They designated right-hander J.B. Bukowskis for assignment. And college football, the uh, rumored Week 0 matchup between ASU and Colorado. 
It ain't happening. 24-7 Sports reported that Pac-12 officials nixed the idea before the schools could ask for a waiver to move the game. Apparently, it had something to do with bye weeks. Yeah, I'm not sure it was that good of an idea to begin with. Yeah. I, uh, You know, I... Open up for Kenny Dillingham. Open up against Southern Utah. Get your feet wet a little right. bit for Colorado and Deion Sanders. Yeah. Go to Fort Worth and get absolutely just bludgeoned <laughs> by TCU. I like that better. Yeah, yeah. I like that right, better. Right. There's your splash for uh, Thursday, January 12th. Coming up next. Yeah, that box is checked. One of many that need to be checked in the Cardinals' pursuit of Sean Payton. We'll get into it. Straight ahead, it's Bickley Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. I don't think we make any assumptions. Um, you know, that, that's, that's ultimately up to the... Uh, you know, to Sean and the other teams. And, and yes, we do, we're in a position where we're going to get compensation and and what that is and what it looks like uh, um, remains to be seen. So, uh, but we're not, you know, we don't go in there, you know, planning on having, um, you know, any particular thing at this point. That's Mickey Loomis, the general manager of the New Orleans Saints on WWL Radio in New Orleans, talking about the Sean Payton situation, saying, hey, we, we're not going to assume anything in terms of whereabouts for Sean Payton, where he lands with his, his coaching career resuming. And it doesn't even, let's get this out there too. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton is under no obligation to coach anywhere no. in 2023. No. He is a guy who can pick and choose. And the news that came out yesterday, Bick, is uh, certainly there's an element of picking and choosing. There are five head coaching openings in the NFL. According to the reports, five teams requested uh, interviews. Uh, the Saints gave permission on all five, but Sean Payton was like, eh, <laughs> two of you, not so interested. About You're that. not getting a rose, Carolina. Yeah. You're not getting a rose, Indianapolis. I, I read I read that the, an alternate explanation, I don't know what's true about this. I think what you said is what's true, but I heard that uh, the, the two that didn't make the cut are the two that couldn't get through the gate of New Orleans, meaning they would not give what it would take to trade for Sean Payton, meaning the Saints would have to come to some agreement that this is what it it's going to take. Yeah. Now you can go strike a deal with our head coach. See, that's what's fuzzy on this whole yeah. thing. This is such a unique. It, it's not unprecedented, obviously, but it is also very unique to be in this situation. If you're the Saints and you're Sean Payton, I wonder because Mickey Loomis in that same radio interview did say this. Yeah, they have to have our permission a to, to speak with him and and b there has to be an agreement on the compensation in order to hire him. Yeah, so okay. that's what I was wondering about right. too. Is it just hey, we want to talk to your guy? And if it progresses, then we'll talk about compensation. But apparently the compensation is is laid out there ahead of time. I I can't get what Jay Feely said on this radio program two days ago out of my head because it was just really perfect. It It really kind of got to the bottom of, oof, we really have to give up that to get a head coach. But you know what? Let's do it. And and you start to think just how important a head coach is in the National Football League from being able to construct an offense around your players to being able to call the right plays to being able to game prep properly <laughs> to be able to practice properly. Then then there's the mechanics of being able to control a moving clock in the in the heat of it all on a Sunday afternoon. These are very, very important jobs, and and teams that win generally have that box checked. Yes, um, but then, all right, to what you just said, if the Cardinals 
If the Cardinals are on board with and and they got through that gate with New Orleans by saying, "Here's our compensation pack," and mm-hmm. let's just say it's the number three overall pick in the draft. Oh. <laughs> that is that oh, no. is uh, you know that's a card that uh, they could play. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't think the Houston Texans are giving up their first round pick at number two. No, uh, honestly, um, but. Who's making that decision? That's a great is, point. is that a Michael no, Bidwell decision to do that? Point. Or is that a Quentin Harris, Adrian Wilson decision right now? Because they are the interim GMs right now. I, I think you just made a great point. Because I think that if if you have a top five draft pick and you don't have a franchise quarterback, do not have a franchise quarterback, you cannot, affa- uh, you cannot afford to punt that pick to somebody to get their impact head coach. Mm-hmm. If you've got a franchise quarterback, and whether or not we have one in Arizona is up for debate, but we've certainly paid for one. And so the so the issue now is getting that quarterback to perform at that level. So maybe punting on that top five pick if you've got a guy or you if you've got a guy who has to be the guy, then maybe you can you can validate it because you're right. Houston's not trading that they're going to use that and go in and get themselves a Bryce Young. Uh, although I'm curious, I'm curious what's going to happen as the weeks go on. If there's going to be any movement on that, if people will start deconstructing Bryce Young's game and go, you know what, C.J. Stroud's better. Well, Bryce Young could be affected in in some ways by what we're seeing with Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And that is, if there is a question about Bryce Young, it is the physical stature of yep. him. He is not a big guy. He is a tremendous decision maker at quarterback in delivering the football. He's not the same type of runner Kyler Murray is, doesn't have that same, uh, that, that same athletic package. But, you know, there's a lot of people that, will not consider undersized players. Right. There's yeah. a lot of people who are decision makers in the league that just say, this is a big man's game. Mm-hmm. We need big players. It's true. It's what the 49ers do. Yeah. No, you're, you're right about that. And it, it's, it's yeah, the, the smallish players at skill positions only seem to get you so far, yeah. whether you're talking about a small crew of wide receivers or a smallish quarterback. Bryce Young's listed at six feet tall. I, I don't know if he's that. It's sort of like people when they say, yeah, Tyler Murray's 5'10 and an eighth. People go, oh, yeah, okay, close. Yeah, well, do we re- uh, we'd have to look it up, what, what Kyler Murray was listed at in college. Yeah. Because it's weird. You're one yeah. height in college and uh, one height in the pros. You keep changing. Yeah. 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 Um, I know. didn't know height fluctuated that much. <laughs> yeah. uh, and everybody's trying to figure out on that size issue, oh, what does Sean Payton think? He's worked with, he was a small quarterback. He's worked with small quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. What does he think about this particular small quarterback? So everybody's digging and trying to, to find evidence of what Sean Payton thinks. So this audio has unearthed itself again just, from, from 2019 uh, from the Combine. Here was Sean Payton about uh, Kyler Murray in the Combine process from 2019. I think having seen four games now, just an early exposure in the winter meetings, um, you you don't feel uh, that being a deficiency when you watch this play. Um, Man, he's explosive. He's one of those players that, you know, as as Madden used to say, he was never it. You can't. It's it's so hard to rush him because he can flush to the right, make a play to the left. Uh, You do feel poise uh, that he plays with. And and that was then. This is now. Mm -hmm. The the thoughts could have evolved, could have changed over four years, obviously with the experience Kyler Murray has had. And I'll say this, too, and I I believe this, and I'm not saying it's true because I believe it. Mm -hmm. But college football is a completely different sport in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why is because I think small quarterbacks can thrive in college football with the oh, placement yeah. of the hash marks oh, yeah. and the way the offenses are employed. 
uh, it, it, it can be a small man's game. And I'm not saying Kyler Murray can't succeed. But right. Four years in, I'm not convinced that at his height he can be an all-pro type quarterback. I'm just not. No, and that's and that is why Sean Payton has got to be the guy. At least you've got to make a run at him because he is the guy better suited than anyone I can think of to to really kind of figure out whether Kyler Murray can get over this mm-hmm. these hurdles that are right in front of him. Uh, a guy who covers the Saints, John Sigler, claims that the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Texans each have an understanding of what it would take to trade for Payton. Meaning They've got an understanding of what it would take to satisfy the New Orleans Saints. But as you pointed out, what are the Texans involved for? Well, what uh, clearly they need a head coach, but they're not, you would think. I don't know. I mean, they've got a lot of picks. But, but again, it's, gonna you know, they've got a lot, right? They've got a lot of picks. So, but, but could you sell Sean Payton on the come here and you can draft your quarterback? Is Sean Payton that that confident in his yeah i have a feeling that would there that contract would look a lot like the gruden to the raiders the second time contract mm-hmm. like 10 year like a I 10 year deal or something just don't know if sean payton is that dumb to put the rest of his career on an unknown but i mean wouldn't he be doing that to, to, an a, extent, to a degree here. To an extent. I mean, you got four years of evidence, but it's still an unknown, as we just said. There, again, there there are some who claim that Sean Payton really, really is intrigued by what he could do with Kyler Murray. Yes. He, he really believes that he can take all that explosiveness and use it to move a pocket, run bootlegs, all that stuff. But also remember Sean Payton's own words early in this process. What's important to him when considering a job, it's not about the quarterback. It's about the ownership, stability, yeah. and it's about the front office stability. Well, there's no front office stability right now with the Cardinals. The ownership, we know the ownership's not going anywhere. Ownership mm-hmm. is pretty stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't say the same thing in, in Houston. No. That, I mean, that's just a complete mess right now. Yeah, here's here's the lastly what I would say. The Michael Bidwell who came down for the press conference on Monday, if, if he was out on his own interviewing job candidates, I think a job candidate would go, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, this guy is not – you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It would be a lot different than, say, Jim Irsay, where you would like, okay, dude, see you later, man. Why is Jim Why is Jim Irsay playing the piano in my job interview? <laughs> Join Burns and Gambo today from 2 to 6.30 at Sanderson Ford as they cap off the Big Red, Big Red Rig giveaway. Uh, they'll be giving away concert tickets and movie passes. Special guest Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman Will Hernandez will be there signing autographs from 4.30 to 5.30. Coming up next, Suns. Hey, remember that win the other night in Golden State? Wasn't that great? Yeah, Yeah, they didn't follow it up in Denver. We'll get into it next. Pickley and Murata Mornings, live from the Ak Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. They knew we were coming off tough game last night, emotional. They just kept running us. Our transition defense was, I don't want to say exposed because I felt like we were a bit tired after the first um, few runs that they made, but they just kept pushing it down the floor. And even the shots that Highland took, like you have to make those shots to consider those shots good shots, but they were just forcing it down the, the, the floor to try to get into our legs, and they, they did a really good job. And even when they didn't score, uh, they posted up Jokic early. 
and just flatten us out. And then they, you know, he does a really good job of, of finding the open man or scoring. Um, so I thought the transition defense early in the game, which was a great plan. If, if I was sitting here in Denver in the altitude and teams coming in off a of back-to-back, I'd do the same thing. That's Monty Williams, head coach of the Suns, last night after a, a game that did not go the Suns' way mm. from, from the jump. They hung a little bit early, but you know, just got worn down by a, by a better basketball yeah. team right now. There's no two ways about it. And Look, if you're fully healthy and you go, you go into Denver uh, on, on the second night of a back-to-back, that's never a good recipe. No. When you've got no players. <laughs> yeah, zero expectations going yes. into last night's game. I, I think last night was one of those mulligans, regardless of what happens based on what the team was able to do in Golden State, given the fact of just how diminished they are right now. Uh, that, those are just the facts of the whole situation, and, and you predicted it. Denver came out, and they just put immediate pressure on the Suns' lack of point guard, mm-hmm. which... Look, is a, it, which is an issue. The Nuggets looked at what Golden State yeah. did and didn't do the and, previous night against mm-hmm. the Suns. And Came I said, out, if, the, yep. if, if Golden State would have put pressure on the ball handlers earlier in that game as opposed to letting them have carte blanche for three and a half quarters of that game, yeah. it might have been a different outcome. So mm-hmm. Denver did that. Um, the the Suns struggled again you know, with, with Dwayne Washington at the point. And I think you can get away with Dwayne at the point for very short stretches because he is a score-first kind of guy. He's mm-hmm. not a great distributor uh, right now. He's, he's turnover-prone. But you know that was, that was one of the stories of that game. And the other story is Nikola Jokic is just impossible to guard. Yeah, triple-double in, what, 28 minutes last night? Well, is that what one, he had? One assist short. Oh, one assist yeah. short. Okay, I, yeah. I knew he was trending towards And he one. did a couple of those moves where he gets to rebound with one hand. I know. And he just like yeah. puts the it one, back up. Yeah. He had one offensive rebound among three Suns players where he grabbed the offensive rebound and didn't even secure it with one hand, just kind of flipped it up with one hand. The look on Dario Saric's face after that went through was like, what can you do against yeah, this like, guy? Right, There's exactly. nothing you can yeah, I do. Know, I know. Uh, the other thing going against the Suns last night was the fact that they uh, bit Golden State in the backside. So Michael Malone, the Nuggets oh, head, yeah. co- Nuggets head coach, uh, he had his team on high alert from the very, very beginning. So you could tell early on that this was this was just gonna this was not gonna work out well for him. There was no way that the Suns were gonna win that game last night, and, and on we move. Yeah, we were maybe it's a hoping- terrible. It's a terrible state of limbo, man. I, I I'm going from, and I know you hear probably from more Suns fans than I do, but but people are just they're they're just almost. They're besides themselves in this state of limbo, wondering where is this thing going? What what is this thing going to be in three weeks? And it's it's crazy. It really is. And there's not a lot the team can do. I guess it's there's an ownership transit transition going on. I guess so. There's a you know I I get the way people are feeling about this, but this is not an easy time for a fan base that really believed that we were in a championship window. Yeah, because um, you can get, you can understand exactly what happened last night in Denver, and you can walk away from that going, "We're not winning that game." We get it. You know, Denver doesn't lose at home anymore, mostly. Yeah, what yeah, they three won losses a, at home? Eleven this year? straight. Yeah. They've won. I mean, yeah, the, the, and they're Altitude, the top team in the Western back Conference. Back to back game. You've got you've got ten guys. You're playing. You're not winning that game. Not after surprising Golden State the night before. So, to me, in a two night sample, that's a win for the Suns to get one of those two games. Yes, that's a win. Absolutely. Uh, we had thought maybe on yesterday's show, okay, 
DeAndre Ayton didn't play. Landry Shamit, who apparently begged to play against Golden State, didn't play. They were both in street clothes again last night. Monty Williams, after the game, talked about the possibility of getting some players back for the next game, which is Friday in Minnesota. We'd love to get those guys back. We just need to get guys back so we can settle our depth a little bit. Um, we won one game to start the trip. We lost one, so we got a chance to get above 500 on the trip and and um, be a great opportunity, but we got to go step by step. I told the guys to get something to eat, you know, do whatever they got to do to decompress, and we'll have a travel day tomorrow, and we'll come back the next day and and plan like we always do to win a game. Yeah, with Aiden Payne and Shamit still on the shelf and not available yesterday, but getting close, James Jones was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday afternoon before the game in Denver and said, yeah, they're all day-to-day. They're day-to-day. Um, you could probably see, I, I wouldn't be surprised if those guys are back Friday, um, early next week. Um, you know, not that's not something that's long-term, um, but we just have, you know, with so many bodies down, you know, guys are beat up and they're waking up in the morning and some guys are feeling like they're 60%. Uh, one moment and, you know, 30 to the next. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor them. But I'd say they're all, they're all day-to-day. I've got a solution, Bic. Mm. The Suns combine forces with the ASU women's basketball team. Oh, they have a And that way they have two healthy rosters. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Sign more guys named Lee. <laughs> right. I want the majority of, of the bench to be named Lee yes. by the next game. Uh, Saban Lee was signed yesterday. Uh, Burns and Gambo asked James Jones, and you, you, you hit on this, what's next? the state of limbo that you're in with these injuries, getting closer to the trade deadline, getting ever closer to that January 15th date that has been circled in pencil on a lot of people's calendars for a while because other players become eligible to trade. Is there another move coming soon? Well, we have a full roster, so there aren't any other uh, roster spots for us to sign 10 days. But if you look at um, just our, our roster construction with Cam pain being down. I think the point guard position is a position for us that's one of, of dire need. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes with Saban. But, I mean, he, the kid's a player. He's, he's starting this week. Um, uh, a quality backup, and I think he'll be able to give us some strong rotational minutes. Uh, full disclosure, I did not listen to that interview in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And hearing that, uh, Cam, see, seeing that question, well, th- there was that. Okay, <laughs> But um, I don't know if, and maybe I'm speaking out of school here, if the question another move being in the future, I don't know if you, they were talking about 10 days. No, they weren't. <laughs> they, and they weren't talking about, oh, we don't have available roster spots. We were talking about Kyle Kuzma or some big piece to come in and lift this team. Is basically. Jay Crowder yet burning a hole in the Suns' oh, pocket? Oh, I don't boy. think so. <laughs> Cam, pain being down. <laughs> Cam. Pain? Pain? <laughs> Wow. See, and that other one I played yesterday is, is real also. It's because I, I think he has to stop himself and say the right cam when he's ta- that he's talking to, making sure he's not saying campaign Here's or campaign. Cam- Reddish? Here's, that, I was exactly where, where I was going. <laughs> because Cam Reddish can be yeah, yeah. Apparently, according to these great. reports, the Knicks would take a couple of second round picks for him. Wow. Can you really? imagine if you get triple cam oh, action? Oh, my goodness. Cam, cam cubed? Reddish? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. You'd have 40% of the roster named Cam or Lee. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, just a couple days away from NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll hit some hash marks from around the league. Straight ahead here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Cam the local sports leader, Bickley and Murata. Marks. 
do or die. That's uh, that's where you like to be. You know, in those moments, I feel like you know is is where I kind of make my best plays. Um, just where I'm comfortable, and you know, these these moments are moments that you, you you remember. You don't always remember week week six games on the road. You remember these playoff games, these home night playoff games. And so we're we're excited. That is Joe Burrow, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, getting ready for another run to the postseason. They yeah. will host the Baltimore Ravens this weekend during Super Wild Card Week. But talking about uh, being built for big games. If you're a Bengals fan, you've got to love that attitude. Oh, and the fact that he, I mean, he it just appears completely unfazed by the moment. I'm really glad you brought that up because as somebody um, who was lucky enough to be there on the ground floor when Michael Jordan blew up in Chicago, I know what it feels like as a sports town when you get a guy young and, and indomitable. I wonder what Cincinnati must be like knowing that their proverbial wagon is hitched to that guy. Is there a more confident player in football? I, I mean... Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We've seen that no, movie for too long. For, He's crossed over to obnoxious. Yeah. Contextually speaking, I'm talking about for a guy this young, you know, 26 years old. Yeah, and he's having like already, a three-year moment, too. Yeah, already been in a Super Bowl. It, the way he plays, it's just, yeah. I Wait mean, a minute, it, Jared. A three-year moment? <laughs> Doesn't that mean that he's a good quarterback? Right. Like, it's well, not, what I'm saying is, no like, he's riding. He's riding the high of you know, be, have, having quote unquote the greatest college football season of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, I then, don't think you need the quotes there. And then this, you know, the surprising run to the Super Bowl, and now he's once again. It looked like they were going to have a disappointing season, and then he kind of put the team on his back. That's my point. Yeah, it, he's yeah, he's he's that guy now. It, it's like the Bengals are going to be a, a factor for as long long as he plays football yeah, because he's that good. And even week one this year, coming off the Super Bowl, that first week they lose to Pittsburgh. He throws four picks, and some of the chatter was, ah, Joe Burrow. Flash in the pan. Yeah. He only threw eight picks the rest of the year. He was incredibly consistent, and the Bengals are playing really good football heading in. If Devin Booker would have come to a good Suns team, we'd feel the same way about Devin Booker that Cincinnati does about Joe Burrow. But it took Devin Booker some years to kind of... well. Nature, and it wasn't I mean, his fault. Burrow did he joined a really terrible team. Let's <laughs> I mean he was the number one pick. Uh but football you can you can turn it around faster in football than basketball. If, you, if you're the right quarterback. If right. you're the right yeah, quarterback. Right. Uh why is Joe Burrow so stinking confident? Well, I, I'm really confident in in my work and my preparation and I'm confident in, in the guys around me too and in my coaches as well. And so when you have confidence in just about everything that you do um, it, it makes makes life a lot easier on Sundays. Yeah, um, he's definitely got that in in abundance. Now on the other side, who's going to be the quarterback facing Joe Burrow in uh, Cincinnati this week from for the Baltimore Ravens? We don't know. Lamar Jackson's not back at practice. I don't know if you can go from not stepping on a practice field mm-hmm. in five weeks. Uh, to starting a playoff game, maybe Lamar Jackson can, but the fact that he wasn't out there on Wednesday, not a good sign. The fact that Tyler Huntley is not throwing, 
Man, you got two no. teams yeah. potentially going in with third string quarterbacks into the into the playoff. No bueno. Yeah, yeah that the NFL hates this stuff. It it makes for seriously non competitive football games. And and again, the Ryan Lindley, with all due respect to Ryan, is a great dude. That's a bad deal for a sports town to live and roll and ride with a football team all the way to the playoffs. And when you get there, you you're down to your third string quarterback. That's a, that's a no win situation. Unless you're the San Francisco 49ers, but may, mostly right. mostly it's a no win situation. So yeah, I think I think Cincinnati carves up Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. That's it's that's a huge difference maker. I'm real curious to see how that's going to play out. If he's going to do the whole Superman cape thing and just suddenly show up on game day, yeah. or or if he's just not ready to play football. And how much of his this is based on his contract well, coming up. Uh, and again, that's that's the thing. For a guy that has never been concerned about getting his money, it would be not necessarily like him. He's been reckless, if anything, up to this point. Yeah. He could have easily signed for a very big number going into this year. And let's also consider the truth of it. The truth of it is he doesn't have an agent. He's representing himself in yeah. this and got criticism in this process because he hasn't secured that, that long-term extension to this point. So now, if you want to drill down even further, going mm-hmm. into a situation like this where you, you are uh, you know affected by injury, mm-hmm. could you maybe get on the field and help your team and maybe boost your own stock? Would you be taking a risk? Absolutely. He's not getting that advice from an agent yeah, or from, from a no, team right now. No. Um, so I, I look at this. I look at this um, series of games this weekend, and and I think you're right. I'm not sure there's a whole lot there on Saturday and Sunday. You're going to begin with Seahawks 49ers, and I, I, this t- to me, the, I, I'm going to be very interested in this game. There was a great clip we I, I told you guys about yesterday after the Seahawks won in overtime to get into the playoffs, and it was a great locker room scene with Pete Carroll on this team, and and Pete was just basically saying, see, this is what our culture is about. This is what we achieve. This is what it sounded like. We should win every fucking second out of this season. Every second of it. All the way down, killing it for us. We kick it, and the clock's gone. Beautiful freaking day today work. It was hard. It was hard because it's an NFL game. It's always hard. They get paid, too. They play good, too. But you hung in there, and you kept doing stuff right. And look how much we had to execute that stretch. I love that the defense gave up two points in the second half. Really three great weeks of coming back. It's really a great job of getting that done. Uh, regardless of what happens, this team is going places, fellas. You know, we've been feeling it the whole time. But, fellas, there's so much heart. There's so much love. There's so much caring for one another. This is a real freaking team, for fellas. And for the guys that haven't been around a place like this, I'm, I'm so happy that you got the feeling because we're just getting freaking warmed up. That's what it is. We're just getting warmed up. And if it ain't, it's coming off tomorrow, then it's going to be coming the next time around. We're going to get our done. So, uh, fantastic job today. Uh, Pete Carroll pointing to the culture of the Seahawks, and you can't argue with it, not after this past season, but you've got this game against the 49ers. Can they muck it up enough to make it a close game? It's not necessarily going to be a good watch. Chargers, Jaguars, who's that going to appeal to? Dolphins, Bills, blow out by halftime. And you know what? I'd love to get into this Tua story at some point in time today, because in listening to conversations about Tua, it's very interesting to me... um, What's going to happen to this young man after this year? Because there's an argument to be made that if Tua Tungavailoa can pass concussion protocols as they are in place, who are we to tell him what to do with his life? Because there are people who say, listen, the Dolphins are going to move off this kid because now everything that happens to him, people are going to look at through the filter of it's the Dolphins' fault. 
The Dolphins didn't take care of this kid. And so what are the Dolphins going to do? They're going to go get a new quarterback. Probably, but you bring up a very interesting question. I, I'd love to get into that. Yeah, topic. let's do it. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So, and then to finish my point, so that game, the Dolphins-Bills game, that's going to be a blowout by halftime. And then you're going to finish up the Giants at the Vikings. It might, and then the Cowboys Bucks on Monday night. That's that's a game with a lot of interest. Well, you got Baltimore but, Cincinnati. That's, oh yeah, that's the late that's game right, on Sunday. That's right. I forgot about yeah, that. That's one. also going to be a blow. Game. Yeah. Well, it depends if, if Lamar, yeah, Jack, Lamar doesn't right, play. Right. And the Giants Vikings is probably the best game, but it's also probably the two teams in the NFL who weren't as good as their record. That's true. Yes, overinflated football teams. And yeah. what I was thinking when I heard that Pete Carroll thing is, boy, I wish they were on hard knocks. It would <laughs> take a lot less time to bleep all the stuff because yeah. he said frickin' a lot. Right. Yeah. Isn't but that nice? Isn't much that less so, than yeah. the, the guys. If the Seahawks were on hard knocks, that speech wouldn't have been featured. But it, listen, you know, I don't know. I know a lot of people like to make fun of Pete Carroll, for, but for a dude to be kicking it like that at age seventy, how can yeah. you not respect that? Yeah, good for him. There's I think uh, 71. Good for that. There's some kind of uh, serum uh-huh. in that gum that he chews that keeps him young. Uh, you can't, and, and to your point, too, uh-huh. you can't argue the Seahawks with, with his tenure there and the cast of characters is completely different now. They do have a culture. The part that I can disagree with, they're not just getting warmed up. I think they're, <laughs> I, I think they're going to get smoked in Santa yeah. Clara. Uh-huh. And I, I think you're right. I think you're right, and, and, and you're I'm right. Where you where are you going long term with Geno Smith? That's really going to be a big question. But that's a football team that is what the sixth pick in the draft, fifth pick in the draft. I don't know yeah. where Seattle ended yeah. up. Yeah, but yeah. Coming up next, change coming to the Arizona Cardinals. Could it be coming to the wide receiver position? There's all kinds of rumors about their top guy, DeAndre Hopkins, and we'll get into him next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.